When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. I got to tell you, most of training camp, and we even got a call on the Michael K. show about this yesterday. People not overly excited about the Rangers' upcoming season. A lot of apprehension, the way it ended last year, maybe not in love with Peter Laviolette. Um, Alexei Lafreniere had a terrible camp, not a lot of depth on the team, just not really feeling good about it. I, listen, I know it's only one game, and one game does not a season make. And I know Buffalo is not a world beater. They've gone 12 straight seasons without making the playoffs. But it was a team that gave the Rangers all kind of trouble last year. They went to overtime of the shootout in all three meetings. Lost two of them, by the way. And they thoroughly took care of the Buffalo Sabres last night. And Lafreniere scores the first goal of the season, 347 in. Kreider gets a couple of goals, including one on the power play, stationed in front of a deflection. Igor Shosturkin made the saves that he needed to make. The 1-3-1 seemed to work. Buffalo really couldn't get anything going. They only had 23 shots on goal in the game. And the Rangers, you know, they, they played the kind of game you want to see this team play. It was exciting. You could see the new system is working and should only get better. Laviolette said after the game he liked the 1-3-1 to be a little bit better, although to the uneducated eye from everyone that covered the game, they felt like it worked perfectly. You just see a difference in the neutral zone with this team, reducing the odd man rushes, which were a killer for the team last year. It seemed like whenever the Rangers would pinch, try to get their their defense involved, and would think offense, it would come at the expense on the other side. And as good as Igor Shosturkin is... Let's face it, you can't be facing a bunch of breakaways and two-on-ones and expect to be successful. And Shesterkin struggled a bit last year. We had uh, Steve Valaket on the Michael K. show yesterday, and he said maybe the reason that his second year wasn't as good as the unbelievable Vesna Trophy year that he had the year before was because he had such an incredible, at times, 950 save percentage, and he got off to a slow start, and every goal he allowed, he knew he'd have to make 10 saves in order to get the goal against and the, and the save percentage up to where it needed to be, and it, I think he was just fighting it. Again, just one game, but you got to like what you see. You really do, and... And now you got a chance to maybe kind of get something going here. All these games on the road. You've got a Columbus a Columbus team that's in the middle of a rebuild. Rorensky went down with injury and in their loss to Philadelphia yesterday. Doubt he's going to play. So you've got a chance maybe to start 2-0. and Then you come home to take on Arizona and Nashville. Certainly not world beaters, not great offensive teams. If this team can be 3-1 and or 4-0 and or 3-0-1 going on that big Western trip so early in the season – where they're going to go Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Winnipeg. You know, if they can find themselves in a, in a really good spot and, and put some points on the board before they go on that trip, getting off to a great start would really help the confidence of this team and really help Peter Laviolette in what he hopes is going to be a very successful season. And if you know Peter Laviolette at all, 
you certainly know that he's a guy that seems to get a lot early on in his tenure with teams. So we'll see if that can happen. But a really good 5-1 win. Uh, Devils beat the Red Wings 4-3. This was a scoreless game for like half of it. Uh, Detroit actually scored the first goal of the game, Sprong, and then it became the huge um, show. He scored a couple of goals, and the Devils never... Uh, really look back from there, although Detroit did tie the game at two on a DeBrinket goal. Devils came right back with Hamilton, uh, and then uh, Holla, uh, Holla got the um, empty netter, and Fabry made it interesting with a goal with a few seconds left to make it cosmetically a lot closer than maybe it was in the third period. But, you know, you'll, I, I know everybody's high on the Devils, and, and we talked about it with E.J. Raddick back on Monday. There's got to be a lot of scar tissue that has to get built before I can believe this team can win a Stanley Cup, and I'm still not completely in love with the goaltending. But Jack Hughes is special, and he really is. And and there's very few players that you can bring into the conversation with McDavid, with Dreisaitl, with McKinnon. It's still early, but he could turn out to be that guy and if he is, and then you know what he sheer can do, and they're a well-rounded team, they should get a lot of points out of the blue line. This is, this is going to be a very, very special season for the New Jersey Devils. But you got to you got to live up to it. They had the undefeated preseason. They win the first game of the year at home. Uh, they've got a game tonight against Arizona, so they've got a chance to get off to a good start. Boy, the league doesn't do any favors for the Coyotes, do they? I mean, last year they spent all that time on the road because they were trying to reconfigure the whole Mullet Arena situation, and then they've got a quick Eastern trip here where they're going to take on you know, the Devils tonight. They've got to take on the Rangers on Monday. just seems like um, they spent a lot of time on the East Coast early in the season. Uh, Stars get a win over the Blues in a shootout. This game was 1-1 forever, and then Duchesne gets the game winner there and we'll see what he can do uh, for the uh, Stars. So the Blues, I'm not sure this is going to be a great season for them and they go into Dallas against the team that went to the conference final last year and they were able to steal a point. Wild knock off the Panthers 2-1 and I know what you're, you're thinking oh here we go Panthers, those teams that make miracle runs to the Stanley Cup final and then they get bounced and, and, and that ends up being a fluke. I don't put the Panthers into that category. I know they lost to Minnesota. Minnesota's a good team. Uh, Erickson Eck picked up uh, a huge insurance goal in the second period there. Listen, the Panthers played well. They, they had 41 shots on goal in the game. So I'm not going to freak out over the fact that they weren't able to get the win. Um, so I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to put them into that category of they're going to be an awful team. This is a really, really good team that just ended up having a very disappointing regular season, snuck in and then proved who they can be. So if they go out there and get 41 shots on goal every night, they're going to win way more than they lose. Gustafson was just amazing. Give Minnesota credit for being able to pick up the victory there because of the goaltending. But I'm not going to th- start to think, here we go team that loses in the Stanley Cup final gets done in you know it's only one game and they're going to be fine I think uh, Predators with a nice win 3 nothing over the Kraken bounce back after the loss in Tampa uh, Kraken now 0-2 to start the season that's a team to kind of keep an eye on last year was a great year for them nice run in the in the playoffs but we'll see if they're going to be able to score same thing goes with Nashville too are they going to be able to score but they certainly did and you know what um, you know what the Soros is able to do Barsenin, I, I, I called his first ever National Hockey League game. He took on the Rangers last year, scored in that game. He's got two goals on the young season. So if Nashville can produce um, some goal scoring, and Sissons has been good and consistent for them too, I think Nashville is going to be okay with that goaltending. And 
The Golden Knights, no surprise, 2-0 to start the season. They beat up on the San Jose Sharks 4-1. In every way, shape, or form, they were great in this one. Uh, they allowed just 23 shots on goal, and they really spread it around. Not your usual suspect scoring goals either. So um, they were able to find a way to be able to win without it, again, being the usual suspects. Haig with a goal. Wow with a goal, Pascal with a goal. So Golden Knights defending Stanley Cup champions off to a tremendous start. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just a couple of games tonight. I told you about the Coyotes and the Devils over at the Rock. Penguins um, playing their second game of the season. They'll be in Washington as the Capitals get things going. And we'll keep an eye on Alexander Ovechkin. I, I don't think this is going to be a great year by any stretch of the imagination for um, for the Washington Capitals, but certainly when you start talking about Alexander Ovechkin, that's that's a guy that you're going to be keeping an eye on. That's a guy that even though you know he's not, that this might not be a great season for Washington, you know what Ovechkin's able to do. And Ovechkin's going to be special and just seeing how much closer he can get to Wayne Gretzky and uh, that uh, goal-scoring uh, record uh, should be a, a lot of fun. Just those two games. I'll be in Columbus on Saturday. Rangers and the Blue Jackets, so looking to call, uh, calling my first game of the season. Um, I want to get to your tweets. We didn't get a chance to really dive into them on Monday when we had EJ on, but I wanted to get a chance to have a little interaction with you. Uh, that's what this show is supposed to be about. Uh, it's going to be catcher's catch can again uh, as far as being able to do uh, as much as I would like uh, interaction-wise, but that's what makes this so much fun. So let's dive right into it. Sam Diaz, hey Don, game misconduct is back, Rangers hockey is back, Laffey scored the first goal of the season, life is very good, the team played very well last night. Will this be the year that Mika finally gets the recognition league-wide that he deserves? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, it's an interesting question to is he disrespected i i don't know it, it, it is it is a good question i i don't know because i live so close to it it's hard for me to think that anybody out there doesn't appreciate what mika zabanajad brings to the table on a daily basis now is he mckinnon is he mcdavid is he dry is he jack Hughes? no he's not but he's a guy that can go out there and just be dynamic. And he was tremendous last night. Had a couple of assists. And the one assist that he had, finding Kreider through a bunch of legs and skates. And then Kreider putting it into uh, basically an empty net, I thought was pretty special. So uh, I hope 
that the rest of the nation acknowledges uh, Mika Zibanejad because they really should. Sir Harvey Cruz, who works over the station, I've seen a few projections having the Rangers finish above the Devils in the Metro. How likely is this? Also, is this finally the year of Detroit, Ottawa, or Buffalo make the playoffs over the likes of the Islanders and Penguins? EJ talked about it. Pinto being out's a bit of a problem, but Ottawa's got really good goaltending. We'll see if Buffalo has the goaltending. Levi certainly wasn't great last night. I wouldn't say he's bad, but really it's going to come down to the goaltending for those teams. Detroit's got a high-powered offense um, at times, but again, the goaltending will be in question there. I think one. I think Ottawa's got the best chance to make it, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. John Gross says, despite the opening night loss, can the Sabres be this year's New Jersey Devils? Well, I guess the good news is that if you remember last year, the Devils got off to an 0-2 start. They're chanting, fire Lindy, and then the Devils end up having an amazing regular season run and, and finish uh, with the second-best record in the Metropolitan Division. So it's still very, very early. There's 81 games. The talent's there. I mean, I, they, the, the Rangers did a great job holding Thompson down to basically nothing. You've got Skinner there. Uh, the blue line, I think, is pretty potent. Just needing to put it together. So I'm not going to judge it by one game. But there is a chance. I think Buffalo can still be very, very good. Mark uh, says, Don, after the game, Valley brought up the ver- a very good point that the team's consistently blocking shots could be a mixed blessing long term inside or upside is it pumps up the bench helps igor but it could also lead to injuries or screening igor if the shots get through thoughts i'm not worried about igor getting screened he's a world-class goaltender uh blocking shots is a a scary proposition right because the guys people do get hurt at times from blocking shots but if you know what you're doing you should be in good shape uh, I want Jacob Truba blocking shots. I don't need Artemi Panarin blocking shots. So the right guys are blocking the shots. Benino is a fourth-line center. Truba, who's a defenseman, uh, was responsible for a grand total of 12 of the 23 block shots that they had. So as long as the right guys are doing it, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, Anthony says, hey, Don, with Hullabach off the board, who is the next top goaltender available for a trade? Thinking of the Devils here because there is talk in the offseason. I don't know. I mean, Hullabach, again, off the table because of the contract extension. I think the Devils are going to ride what they have. Now, it's still very early to see who's going to be out of it by the time we get to the trade deadline. But I will say this in favor of the Devils and their goaltending. Who thought Aiden Hill would win a Stanley Cup? Who thought Darcy Kemper would win a Stanley Cup? So, I do think that we do sometimes overrate that you need a great goaltender. You just need your goaltender to be be great, not necessarily be a great goaltender. So can Vanacek and Smith do enough for this team to make a run? I think they can. If they need to, they might be able to find a goaltender, a veteran guy. But uh, they just didn't want to get into a salary cap hell by adding a hullabuck. Although if they did that, boy, you're, you're almost like considering them a super team, right? But... Uh, it is a question, but I wouldn't get freaked out about it. Was that the most complete effort? This is from Jimmy. You've seen from the Rangers since uh, the la- uh, since the letter was sent in 2018. I cannot think of a better 60-minute performance in that span of time. I mean, the team did go to a conference final a couple of years ago, so I'm not going to get that crazy. But I-, I think people that are freaking out in a positive way about what the Rangers did last night were people that didn't have a lot of great expectations. But I'm not going to go as far as to say it's the best I've seen the team play in years, but it was a pretty thorough uh, effort last night. Yankees and Penguins is back into the fold. He says, hi, Don. I know it was a few weeks ago at this point, but what do you think about the Mike Babcock mess? Listen, it's all about reputation, right? 
Mike Babcock had a really bad reputation going into this job in Columbus of not respecting the players and being too old school and, and borderline being abusive. And if you want to know all the details and somebody that hates him, go to Mike Commodore's feed on Twitter and, and you'll see all the allegations and stuff back in his days when he was with the Ducks and with the Red Wings and with the Maple Leafs. But the thing with the photos, I mean, listen, 30 years ago, that would have been fine. I mean, you, you hear stories about uh, – I'm not going to mention the coach or the player because I can't verify this story. Anthony will appreciate this. There's a coach, Stanley Cup champion coach. Didn't win a cup with the team I'm talking about, but he was he was with a team, and he got on a player uh, for not playing well. And he asked that player, can you give me your dad's number? And he said, why? I want to talk to your dad because I want to see if he's as soft as you are. I wonder if it's in the genes. Uh, so disrespectful. And this wasn't a nobody player. I mean, it wasn't a great player, but it was a player. If I if I threw out his name, you'd know who he was. And, and the coach, certainly you know. And, you know, for people who know the story, great. But for people who don't, I'm not going to say – you know that it was a funny story about just how great uh, a coach this guy was and how he turned over every rock to make sure that the team won and we told you the the uh the the, the Sutter uh story when he was with the San Jose Sharks they lost a tough game and he comes in and says I hope you all die in a car accident on the way home I, I, those are those are stories that like back in the day were considered funny and 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 were kind of uh, poignant stories of how much the coach wanted to win. But in this day and age, it just doesn't fly. It's disrespectful. You know, going into the players' pictures, what are you trying to figure out here? Let's play hockey, all right? Let's. You're not a psychiatrist. You're not asked to be their dad. I, I think the head coach has morphed into something a little bit different than what was acceptable a few years ago. And maybe Mike Babcock was stuck in a different time, and that's why he ended up losing his job. And I think it was definitely the right thing to do pete devito says welcome back donnie pucks what are the biggest takeaways or surprises from opening night edmonton getting pumped eight to one sabers disappointing start against the rangers penguins losing at home to chicago toronto's poor goaltending something else i was the most surprised about what happened to edmonton losing eight to one to vancouver i watched a lot of that game um, I know it was opening night and they introducing Quinn Hughes as the captain and bringing all the old captains back. And come on, that shouldn't be enough to beat the goal t- uh, the goaltender eight times. And I don't think it was just about the goaltender. The team just played flat. They played ugly. They played awful. And I don't like Connor McDavid being upset publicly about Vancouver leaving their first power play unit on the ice when they're beating you up. I understand it bothers you. And you could make the case that it is disrespectful to do that. I remember Dan Bilesma did it to the Rangers a bunch of years ago. I was while doing NHL Live. Penguins beat up on the Rangers. They still had Crosby and Malkin out on the ice for a power play up like six, seven goals. And I asked him, why did you do that? He said, well, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. He said, but we have our power play units. They go out there. They play. They, they want to get their minutes. Now, I don't necessarily buy that. I think you can definitely call off the dogs, but... Some coaches just feel like, hey, this is what we do. We're in the power play. Our number one unit goes out there. We don't like mixing and matching. We don't like changing. The season's all kind of connected, and I don't need to get my power play units all discombobulated because your team can't play. So I see both sides of it. But what I don't like is when the team that's on the wrong end of 8-1s complaining about, oh, you should have called off the dog. Come on, Connor McDavid shouldn't be doing that. He's the best player in the world. 
He might not be one of the top five players in the history of the sport. You know, you should be looking at your own team and trying to play better and make sure that didn't happen again. Instead of complaining that the Canucks disrespected you, you know, having Brock Besser out there, 8-1. <laughs> How about Besser's night, too? Four goals. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, and David says, what's your uh, Bedard point total prediction this season? Listen, I tell you what, people want to see him. I mean, the record numbers watching those games on ESPN and TNT when he made his debut. It's not the greatest of teams, although I think they'll be better than they were last year. <sighs> I'd probably put it somewhere in the 80 mark. I, I think he, he can be a point-per-game guy. He's going to get a ton of minutes. He's got all kinds of energy. Um, but I'm not going to put him out there as being a guy that's going to lead the league in points or anything like that. But I, I do think this could be a really special season for him. So I'm going to probably say in the neighborhood of 80 points might be where I would go with that. So I think it could be fun watching him. And, and I know a lot of people are disappointed that the Blackhawks landed him considering all the controversy the Blackhawks have been in. But I look at it from the fan perspective, right? The fans didn't abuse Kyle Beach. Um, The coach is gone. The general manager is gone. The owner has passed away. I mean, there's a lot of turnover for the Blackhawks there. So I look at it from a fan standpoint. Is it deserving that Chicago got him based on all of the the allegations and things that went on? Maybe it does seem unfair. But I look at it from the fans' perspective – they didn't deserve to go through that, and now they get to see a world-class player, and it's good for the league that he's in Chicago. It's an original six team. It's the third biggest television market. We've seen how the ratings are affected. So, hey, they won it, and um, I guess they deserved, uh, whether they deserved it or not, they got Bedard. I think the league's better for it. Certainly the Blackhawks are going to be better for it, and hopefully we can get so far away from that controversy where it doesn't become that big of an issue anymore. Um, looking forward to Monday. We'll have EJ back on again, discuss everything hockey with him, enjoy the weekend. Like I said, I'll be in Columbus doing the Rangers and the Blue Jackets, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be on 98.7 ESPN New York. Pat O'Keefe will have the pregame at 6.30. I'll have the call with Dave Maloney coming up at uh, 7 o'clock. So enjoy all of the hockey this weekend. Have some fun. Want to get in touch with me at Don LaGreca. Hashtag Game Misconduct is always the best way to do that. Talk to you again on Monday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.